Okay. <laughs> so I guess this is becoming a thing for us now. Yeah. Starting with the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a song that we've been repeating. Like at least I've been repeating for a <laughs> lot, a lot of times. Like these past two or three days since mm. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we feel like this song is a really good start. Not only because like it is what we've been listening listening to, but also it kind of relates to the topic that we want to talk about today. That is about time. Yeah. So this Sunday, I we were sitting um, at Hobbs, which is a bagel shop. No coffee shop. <laughs> that we love bagel. bagel. <laughs> At which I had two sandwiches on Ooh, Sunday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and uh, so we were just like doing work, and then I got a Instagram DM from Elin, and I checked, and it was a post that said, "Love is just a matter of timing." Mm. And at that moment, like, um, I was just like at first, you know, admiring the scene of the movie that yeah. it was part of. Like, oh wow, so pretty! Yeah. It's a Wong Kar Wai movie, so like the aesthetics, like really nice. Mm. Yeah, and then like obviously, I started thinking. I couldn't help but wonder, <laughs> as Carrie says. Um, I couldn't help but wonder, like literally wonder, like, oh yeah, like, this is actually like so true for so many cases like not just romantic love mm. and uh I, my reply was damn this is thought provoking yeah because it was provoking like a lot of chain of thoughts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, after coming out of the coffee shop we started uh sharing our thoughts about it because i feel like for the like next one or two hours that we were doing work after I saw the post, mm. I was like constantly thinking ah, about it. Damn. So, yeah, a lot of things was built up at that moment. Mm. So like, yeah, just talking about it was a good, like beginning to reflection on mm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause so when we we're walking back to campus, we kind of went through this process of how time. How timing is so important, not only in like romantic relationships, but also like in our lives in general. And then we begin to like ask each other, you know, like maybe if we met each other a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. And like even if we are still gonna be roommates, maybe we're not gonna be this close because us year ago is so different than us right now. And what we think about, what we've been through, like how our personality is. Are just so different. Like I, at least we believe in that. So we just feel like I think it's really like fate that um, we can come together at this time of a point and then become close. But Callie thought that the wording of fate is kind of like I just feel like it. Um, I don't know. I I'm actually like also surprised that I think that fate is not the correct word Mm. maybe because it always has some like magical superstitious Mm. or even Mm. religious meaning behind so Mm -hmm. maybe i'm 
I want to be careful about describing、mm. it as a fate.、Mm-hmm. So, uh, we were talking, and I thought, okay, maybe instead of fate, we should call it. It's very up to chance. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I think. When I'm saying fate, it's definitely not like superstitious in a sense, but、mm-hmm. more of um, this is a thing that, it's not necessarily something we can control, of, right?、Mm, exactly. Like life, you know, the time when you meet someone, it's nothing that you can actually predict. It's really unpredictable. It's really up to chance. But when it happens, like at least for me, I think it's it's somehow like it's meant to be that I meet you at this time being and like. We have this common language, and we can become friends or become into other relationship. That's like, really up to chance, but also meant to be. <gasps> Bro, this <laughs> just reminded me of a conversation we were having in Miami.、Oh. Do you remember the first day?、Uh-huh. It was very gloomy, and then we. Had brunch, which is very delicious. Oh yeah, we were so full, and we always <laughs> we we say this every day. Yeah, every day, bro. I'm so full. Even when we're not eating together, we're like texting, bro. bro I'm so full. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to that day in Miami.、Mm-hmm. So it was very gloomy and windy,、mm. but we went to the beach and we were walking back to our. Airbnb,、mm. and I remember I thought like, wow, like actually now that I think, what are the chances of us becoming this close and going on this trip? And then I thought,、mm. uh, yeah, I think I told you that there are only like three million Mongolians,、mm. and like, and you meeting like one <laughs> of the four Mongolians at Swarthmore, yeah, and then becoming this close. And to to the point that even like, now our thoughts are in sync. Oh my、right? god! Yeah, and it was just crazy to think about like how in the world, like literally, what are the goddamn chances that、mm. this Mongolian girl will become this close with this girl who's from China at Swarthmore, which is a small liberal arts college in、mm-hmm. the US, like. Less than two thousand people,、mm. and like, it's crazy to think how mm. everything mm. again goes back to this timing thing.、Mm, right? mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like in this case,、mm. it's kind of going to another direction. We'll come <laughs> back. But I feel like the the fact that we choose to apply to this liberal arts college and the、mm. fact that. We have the same like similar goal. Definitely not the same goal, but we we are like kind of on the similar page in terms、mm. of like what we want to do in the future, what we want to get out from the college life, right?、Mm. And the fact that even it even though like we're not from the U.S., but we have the same like similar goal that we applied to here and that we actually study here, and、mm. then because of this similar mindset from before, we got to know each other, and then like we found out that. You know,、uh-huh. yeah. I feel like that's also <gasps> a. I wouldn't say it's like a selection process, but like it's a process that, not only up to chance, but other factors are into it as well. But, yeah, that just made me think. Yeah, like timing is definitely a big factor, but、mm. yeah, as you said, we've made these decisions up to our preferences, opinions,、yeah. mm. and that is what led us to this. 
point in our life. Yeah. And the mm. fact that we were making similar decisions or going, moving in similar directions yeah. allowed us to have the same timing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm. In, some, in this case, it mm. could be like... <laughs> Meant to be. Like, yeah. And yet, obviously, it's not that the, it's 100% out of our control or 100% mm. out of yeah. control. Mm. It's like... Definitely a ratio there that mm. ob- we can't say for yeah, sure. It's like a really in between thing mm. that is still up to chance, but yeah. But do you believe that, mm. like, okay, if you, there are people you are, you will like meet and connect with in life, no matter what the timing is. For example, like. Eventually, you will definitely cross paths and like people stuff like that. Mm, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like um someone that you have no idea who it is right now, but you think you're gonna meet that person in the future? Yeah, because maybe like this person is just like so compatible with you, for example, oh. that it is like almost definitely a fact that you're gonna cross paths like do you believe that something like that exists like i know a lot of like for example um i keep coming back to romantic couples but it's not just romantic but a lot of like couples say that it was just like meant like meant to be like we were meant to meet each other still Mm. you know that to be honest Mm. like um so first of all just for myself like i never have this not never but like at least for like recent years i don't have this imagination or expectation that someone like no matter in friendship or romantic relationship like someone that i don't really know yet it's going to be meant to, like, be part of my life and we're going to be, like, soulmates or, you know, going to mm-hmm. be, our like, each other's partners. Like, at least for me right now, I wouldn't think in that way mm-hmm. because, like, I feel like I would prefer to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And if you appear in my life and if we happen to be attracted by each other, no man, like, no matter, like, you know, in a French- friendly way or, like, romantic way... I think eventually, if you are here, and then we think, I think, like, the process of going toward each other is, like, it's definitely going to be like that. But I wouldn't think, oh, this person I don't know yet mm-hmm. is going to appear in my life. That's a thing mm-hmm. I wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, like romantic relationship, I definitely know what you were describing because, mm-hmm. you know, I think... I hate to say that, but, like, as a girl, I think a lot of people, like, tell little girls, say, you know, in the future, there's going to be, like, a white... There's going to be a prince, like, uh, with a white horse. The and, like, one. The one. Mm. Yeah, the idea of the one in your life is just, like... I feel like it's it might be ingrained for some of the people that they might think in that way. But I think, personally, for me, I wouldn't think in that way. Yeah, same. I mm. really don't believe in the concept of soulmates. Mm. I think soulmate is something that you work for, you know? Mm. 
collectively the two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, just thinking about even your just soulmate as friends, but if you're not like you know, connecting with each other, you know, like for example, you're not living together, you're not studying together,、mm. like you're having different lifestyle, then maybe because of all these changes. You're not gonna be like soulmates anymore. Do you、yeah. know what I mean? And that's like again timing.、Right? Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So obviously there's this factor of being compatible and of going in the same direction that led you to have similar timing and the timing being there、mm-hmm. and all the chances aligning up. But then also the third thing is, after you meet, after you start connecting with this person, do you、mm-hmm. wanna put in the effort? And the commitment to foster this connection that、mm. you're creating to keep it, I guess, thriving, mm, mm. and that goes back a lot to how much responsibility do you want to take in this connection you're making with this、mm. person, and how much time are you willing to give to this, and、mm. that is definitely also very different. For each person, depending on where in life they are, maybe、mm, exactly. Yeah, even like for me, yeah, maybe like three, four years ago. Okay, let's say five years ago,、mm. I wouldn't be putting that much emphasis on like personal connections, but maybe like you know working for my goals and dreams.、Mm. But me today. Has come to realize that people are like very important. So like,、mm. I am devoting much more of my energy and time to people in my life, right?、Mm-hmm. So obviously, like, Callie from five years ago and Callie today,、um, are gonna have very different approaches when it comes to what they're gonna give into、um, just trying to make this connection work. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So yeah, yeah. I definitely keep coming back that timing is very important.、Mm. But also,、mm. I think、um, when you were saying about like you know girls are often told that the prince and the white horse will come and like、yeah. kind of save you. Yeah, you know? you're gonna meet eventually with this the one in your life.、Mm. Yeah. That kind of got me thinking. Wow, like, why would there be a concept like that? And then、mm. I think there are definitely so many factors that has created a phenomenon like this mm, mm, in the mindset、mm. and concept like this. But、mm. I think definitely one of them is the institution of family. And、mm. why there needs to be a family, so、mm. like for girls to, and just like for boys to to stick to like one person、mm. and eventually create a family.、Mm. <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah, I feel like for me, what I'm thinking、mm. about, um, this concept of you know, girls waiting for the one to come and find her.、Mm. Is more of like conveying this passivity in terms of、True. finding your love or, you know, expressing your love, like maybe for girls that、like、you just need to wait. You don't have to actually actually find for that,、mm. and once you find that, like you're gonna stick with that 
like, because that's going to be your the one, right? Mm. I would think in that way, and I think that's, hmm, at least I feel like for a lot of girls, including me, somehow, that, like, is kind of still have this idea that, like, you shouldn't be too active, you should be kind of, like, mm. passive and wait for the other one to make the first move, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, just in terms of that, and it it's so hard to get rid of that stigma that girls are supposed to make the first move. Like, mm. even if you like logically and objectively understand that that's fucking bullshit, mm-hmm. it's so hard to actually make it a practice and do the first move yourself as a girl. Mm. And yeah, I totally relate with that. It's yeah. still very hard to make the first move, and because. On top of that passivity, I think there's also like sometimes ego and pride involved. Mm, but mm, coming mm. back to your point about passivity, mm. I think it definitely reflects a lot about how um, women are viewed in many different cases, mm. including love, work, uh, and many other fields in life where mm. they are stripped of their agency and mm. seen as this. Um, subject that something is operated on rather than subject mm. that is like actively pursuing something or actively mm. changing something mm-hmm. i think that's very problematic yeah so yeah i agree so i feel like yeah, having this agency is just really important and um yeah so we'll try <laughs> <laughs> yeah but when you said like um so like just sit there and wait and instead of actively looking for it right Mm -hmm. how different would it be if you thought that okay maybe like finding a like the person right person for you is um also up to you going out there and looking for them Mm. like if you're being active okay i feel like for me being active, like, okay, if I really wish I can have, like, you know, if I really wish I'm dating someone right now, I'll definitely, like, more actively looking. But just in terms of, like, making the first move and stuff like that, for me, I think what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. in the future is that if I kind of, if I'm kind of, like, interested in someone... I will try to actually, like, maybe, you know, make the first move or something. But I wouldn't try to pick that one mm. out of, like, a hundred or something. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, go into, like, <laughs> go into, go into Sharpos and, like, look around. Like, oh, who's, like, who's Scan the one? <laughs> on the hunt. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do that. But, mm. like, if I got to know this person and I want to know more about the person, I will try to be more active in terms of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what about you yeah obviously same for me i mean not obviously but uh, yeah, <laughs> very similar for me too mm. like i i wouldn't really go after someone unless they first maybe like um give me a sign that they're interested mm. which is i think not such a good thing too because yeah Mm. i remember we talked about this before briefly Mm. about how like if you like someone but if you 
keep waiting for them to give you a sign, you will maybe lose like a lot of opportunities mm, too. Mm, mm. So, yeah, it's hard to balance this mm. two ideas of you know things being up to chance and timing, also things being under your control. So, mm. like that's also something that you, I guess you should. try to find the balance and distinguish when to just trust the timing and when to trust your own control and action mm. yeah yeah exactly i feel like maybe for me um trying to take the action or doing something by yourself first and then see how it goes if it's not going well then like you know just let it be but if it goes well then like that's even better right i feel mm. like Yeah, sometimes like waiting for too long isn't like the solution. So, yeah, I feel like we're going to a direction of like relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was not our intention. Yeah, but we just like. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good time to bring up the song that we played mm. at the beginning. Mm. Do you want to explain why we wanted to play that song? Oh yeah, sure. Oh, we didn't say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the song, um, when I remember, like Callie played it on this Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then like Sunday, the the night, like the morning after, I asked her, like, "Oh, what's the song's name?" And she told me that this is a song like that's created during like pandemic in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yeah, but. Before I said that, I mm. played the song. Oh, yeah, you played mm. a song again. And then I said that this song really gives me a nostalgic vibe. Mm. And then, like, Kelly said, yeah, exactly, because this is made, like, during the COVID pandemic. And it's kind of saying that how during quarantine, during all the lockdowns, we lost this chance of dancing, right? Mm. We've lost dancing. We've lost the chance of gathering together with our friends, with our family, with, you know, the people around us. And um, in this song, like this woman saying how we've all taken so many things for granted, our friends, the hugs, you know, all the good times that before the pandemic, but we didn't really appreciate those times. So we only realize it like when we lose it. Mm. So then like, so before recording, I feel like this song is really related to the topic of time and how for so many cases that we're taking things for granted that we're not like, you know, actually making the most out of right now, Mm -hmm. right? I also just thought about the post you sent to me like, maybe yesterday or something that when you're busy planning for the future when you're worrying about what should i do in the future like don't forget that what you have right now is what you've been like striving for like in the past right our Mm -hmm. college life here is what we've like worked for you know in high school like years ago and right now we're like thinking about the future like if we worry about it too much Mm. We're not making the most out of it from right now. Exactly. Bro, like, bro, this is, like, something that we've been realizing ever since, uh, I think it was towards the end of last semester, and Mm. we've been talking about how you literally don't know if you have even, like, the next second to your life. Mm. You might 
die like yeah <laughs> for sure like you might die the very next second but how are you like so chill about it how are you so mm. so nonchalant about mm. not, like you know you're just like so in a way arrogant that you kind of know that you have like so much time when in fact no mm. one knows mm-hmm. it's never guaranteed mm. and I, I realized that when yeah some friends lost their like close ones and even a few days ago I've heard that something also very terrible happened to a friend's friend and all of that got me thinking mm. wow like you never know you like i can't stress this enough like you never know mm, mm. so obviously there needs to be a balance between like trying to enjoy the present and doing everything you want to do because you don't know if the next mm. day is guaranteed but also mm. kind of you know working towards yeah. your future mm. so Again, everything comes back to balance. Balance, yeah. But I always think that without present, there is no future. No future Mm. nor past. Mm. Present is the only, like, brothers and sisters, present is the only thing you have. Bro, you sound like Kyle, (laughs) our hip hop teacher. literally what he said all you have is right now like that's what he said bro i agree with kyle <laughs> he agrees with you and i agree with you too as we motherfucking shut <laughs> but i remember um actually it was like two or three years ago i was talking to a friend Ooh. that i realized this that your present is the only building block of your life because let's mm. say this is imagine that there's a like your life is a building okay let's just imagine mm-hmm. okay so imagining. you will only have present and think of that as a brick okay mm. and when you put down that brick it mm. becomes your past mm-hmm. but there's never a brick that's not existing like you know mm. so there will only be that brick which is right now that mm. you're like holding in possession of you know mm. so mm. it's whether your present is gonna be what you would like it to be or what you don't like it to be mm. will eventually become your past mm. but obviously future is never there so yeah just got me thinking about like i think i'm trying to interpret this metaphor Mm. that if you don't have this if you don't hold this brick of presence like if you don't have it in your hand there's no way that you can put it down and when you're looking back like say maybe like to the past you realize that all you were worrying or all you were thinking is just about what you should do in the future that you weren't really like enjoying that moment or living that moment that there's not much memory about that moment right and then like 
because that brick wasn't there. I think in that sense, it's like, then what's the point if you are just trying to imagine what's gonna be happy in the future, right? And that also kind of make me think about how our life is really structured into this like linear timeline that you know after graduating from like elementary school you're going to middle school and then exam high school like exam and then college and then like maybe people are going to deviate you know maybe masters maybe like phd or maybe go into the workplace and then you're going to get married you're going to have kid and then you're going to have this like you know family and like work for your kids and have like you know and they're gonna go into the cycle again and this reminds me of this concept that i learned from my um class is a class about drag culture Mm -hmm. but we were reading something about queerness as a horizon and so the author munoz proposed a concept of straight time Mm -hmm. so you know, like, apparently, in comparison to queer, straight means, like, heterosexual. So, but also in this heterosexual, like, context, it also means, like, how, like, linear we see time is and how we structure the time as a linear thing that everyone needs to follow upon it. But if, like, you know, that everyone's, like, being told we're being having this ideology that we need to follow this straight timeline but you know in this queer time or in this non-straight time like we don't actually have to follow the timeline that's been set for everyone Mm. because like you know there's definitely stakes there are definitely like some potential risk or consequences if you don't follow these straight time but you know, being like kind of rebelling against this concept of you should do a pound like these things because you're you're at this age where like this is what you're supposed to do. It's the first time, like it's the first step of rebelling against the system or like rebelling against you know the whole structural cause, right? Bro, um, when you said like as okay as she was describing this linear timeline she was like making a line (laughs) gesture with her hand and that Mm -hmm. got me that just reminded me of like conveyors you know in Mm -hmm. factories where Mm -hmm. like things are just moving in the one Mm -hmm. line Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you drop out of it you like you're dropping into nothing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i thought like about how this concept of you having to hop on this conveyor of straight timeline Mm. and just stay there and follow whatever is being told is Mm. um it's limiting your options already exactly exactly Mm. yeah i mean like for individual like for your individuality for your own sake is definitely very limiting but the reason why we are all being told to follow this straight timeline is because of the state's interest, because of the economic benefits and all the things like that. It's like really under this larger scheme that we have to, mm-hmm. like where we, we are taught to follow this 
things, these routines, these norms, but actually, it's, again, it's so important to jump out from that box of thinking, my life can only be like this straight in this linear timeline, and to imagine, like reimagine, how your life can be, right? Not be like constrained by the straight time.、Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, so I took. Um, gap year after high school,、mm. and that was like the first time I, I guess I hopped off of、mm. the conveyor belt、mm. straight timeline thing,、mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, why do I not have this, like linear timeline conception as other people? Because、mm. when I told you that you were like quite surprised, right? But I couldn't explain how I view time as、mm. not being straight.、Mm. Do you remember? Like a few weeks ago,、mm. now that I think I I'm realizing that maybe my life experiences of deciding and like actively choosing not to follow、mm. this timeline helped me get rid of this. Maybe I、mm. didn't even have it. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember, but maybe that helps me have like a different conception of time.、Mm-hmm. So like. It's very much up to your experiences. Yeah,、too. and I have to say that you know, the time when you decided to take like gap year, and that's actually a really brave like decision. I would say because you know, for there's any choice of like being like you know hop off this straight timeline. There's gonna be stake. There's gonna be consequences. And maybe for gap year is not that serious in a sense that maybe you know, but there's still like consequences. Maybe you know you're like behind of other people or in job market. Some of the positions not gonna like recruit you because you're not supposed to like you're graduating later than you're supposed to be. So there's definitely stakes. So these stakes are the things you know the states set us for,、yeah. so that you can follow the straight lines. But you know you're brave enough to like deviate from that, and yeah, I think it's just yeah. I just want to say like it's really brave chance, even though like it's only like taking a gap year, but still, yeah. I really honestly think that those stakes that you just described, like the state imposes on you、mm. for um deciding to deviate. Yeah, is only a loss if you also view it as a loss. Exactly.、Mm. Exactly. For me, like the gap year I took was one of the most precious years of my life, where I grew、mm. as a person maybe、mm. the most,、Aww. and met like so many amazing people. Yeah. So many amazing things. Oh. So, maybe, we should also encourage our twenty eight listeners. <laughs> That think about how you are situated in this concept of、mm. um, straight time,、mm. and what have you been doing to follow it, or what have you not been doing to follow it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, we're not trying to say you should rebel, but like、mm. think about the possibility if you're not following it. Think about what you might be able to achieve if you. Decide to not follow the other people, right? Yeah, it's just really important to reimagine again. Yeah.
Mm. Ah, this was great as always. Yeah. Okay. Good night. Good night.